Hello, I'm Mark V. Smith, author of The Process. Thank you for joining me today for a new message in my series, The Process. You know, if you've missed the acronyms or messages in this series or the prior series, which was The Foundation, The Perfect Storm, Where Do We Go From Here, Why Not Me, Procrastination and Thief of Time, and If I Only Knew Then What I Know Now, and the last series, Season 7, you're 86,400. <laughs> Man, that was a mouthful. They all can be heard on several streaming outlets such as Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and others. Please, please search for Mark Smith The Process to revisit and or to listen to those messages. <laughs> well, since I have the propensity to do things different from time to time, remember I said change is hard at first, messy in the middle, but rewarding at the end. I'm going to begin today with the statement that will be the basis of this message. So I want you to listen carefully to what I'm getting ready to say. Take a listen. You can buy a house, but not a home. With money, you can buy a clock, but you can't buy time. With money, you can buy a bed, but you can't buy sleep. With money, you can buy food, but you can't buy an appetite. With money, you can buy a doctor but not good health. With money, you can have insurance, but not safety. Remember those. Now, I know you're wondering, where is Mark going with this? But before I dig into those statements, I believe it's only fair I share with you my global mission statement for this series. So I want you to write this down next to what I just said about money. So here I go. Although going forward can seem difficult at times, the lessons learned all point to removing a life lived transactional to a life of living transformational. Let me give you a life jacket, so to speak, or a short recap of what I have discussed thus far in season eight of the process. I started out by sharing a fabulous celebration of life with a young lady, my granddaughter Reagan, and with young people who were trying to understand the significance of growing. Well, of course, Reagan was happy to celebrate the fact that she was turning five. However, the young couple that I referred to found themselves looking introspectively to remove a transactional mindset. Shortly thereafter, a good friend of mine, Barry, came over after we returned from the, from the above trip to Houston. Barry had a dilemma that most of us eventually have to deal with. Sometimes life puts us in certain positions that require us to um, slow down, to grow forward purposely. I like to say it's not if it happens, but when it happens. Even along the temporary stage of pausing to accept new ways of doing things. Personally, I know from being, quote unquote, that person who lacks patience sometimes, it seems like an eternity. But it's in those times when we start to understand the difference between transactional and transformational. For a more in-depth discussion of those acronyms and stories that th those are tied to, please visit the prior messages in the series on the media outlets mentioned at the beginning <coughs> excuse me, of this podcast. One of the many things that many people struggle with, let me stop for a moment. I don't want to say many because that's truly not fair. 
I'm going to say something that I struggled with as a young man was learning from my mistakes. Anyone listening right now know what I mean? If you've heard me before, I've professed on several occasions how society's views its applications on life and my views and applications were aligned with the transactional mindset, thus giving me the insight in creating this series. So, as my wife Tasha and I were getting ready for our very first RV excursion, it made me think about a series of conversations that I had with my youngest son a few years ago. The conversation started out with what I like to call basic conversation. You know, how are you doing? What have you been up to? However, as a parent, we all know or have that internal feeling when they reply, I'm good. We know that's a darn lie. One of the gifts we are blessed with as parents is a term I call super sleuthism. <laughs> Meaning we have innately been given the gift over time to ask the right questions to get more out of them than the superficial answers that they tend to give. It may take longer some days than others, but generally the purpose of their call, especially as they transition to a trans- from a transactional mindset, is seeking guidance or confirmation from us as their parent. So while getting uh, things ready for this trip I mentioned above, it drove me back to a conversation about what gives a person peace within. To be more specific, does money or lack thereof complete or deplete an individual? (laughs) Being or having mastered super sleuthism now, I went right for the throat and asked him, what are you asking me? Does money make me happier today than when I was younger? Or did I appreciate things when we were struggling to make ends meet? Are those your questions? Purposely, I felt the need to string him along for a while. That is because I still didn't feel I was getting to what he was really wanting to know. Therefore, my response back to him was uh, the basis for today's message, which was every breath we take, son, is and was always designed to teach us some sort of lesson that's applicable to our future. Lesson, letting experiences shape our series of narratives. That's lessons, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So here we go. I'm going to group the first two letters together of lessons, which is the L and the E. And I said that was letting experiences. In um, setting the stage for my conversation, And to get to the root of what he wanted to know, I asked him if he remembered what I would say every morning before he went to school. Now, honestly, I would have been very, it would have been very, very disturbing if he hadn't, uh, couldn't remember since he had heard it for over 10 years straight and even on the weekends. He was, he remembered because he repeated every action would draw some sort of reaction. See, that statement was important because every situation in life is a learning experience. It is the daily choice to make decisions and live with them. No matter the outcome, right or wrong, we are learning. And if we embrace every action, it will draw a reaction eventually. So in other words, 
letting experiences become our foundation of things we control. Remember what we control? The thoughts we think, the actions we take, and the visions we see. I told him to begin to answer your question. One of the things that um, we must embrace in, in letting life's experiences has taught me was simple. Is that you can buy a house, but you can't buy a home. I'm going to repeat that. You can buy a house, but you can't buy a home. Until you undergo the transformation from transactional to transformational, you'll never understand this first lesson. Many times when I speak, I ask men and women to tell me what their most valuable, most sacred piece of furniture is in their home. As you can imagine, just as my son answered, they usually exclaim the television or perhaps their bed. Some have said to me their table and even their couch. But are those sacred or pieces of furniture that individuals couldn't live without? Today, our phones and computers have the same capabilities <laughs> that televisions have. Therefore, is a television really that sacred? <laughs> His reply to me was, no, it's not. Moving to the bed and or the couch, I believe that many of us tired enough have and or could sleep on and rest on the floor. So my question again, are those pieces of furniture sacred as well? His reply was, no, they're not. What about the refrigerator? The last time I checked, they require electricity, which is an expense. But all those items in there can be secured in a cooler with a bag of ice, correct? His reply, getting a bit frustrated, was, yes, dad. What is not replaceable is our mirror and the ability of letting the experiences of viewing ourselves in that mirror assist us in growing mentally. <laughs> with silence on the phone, I decided this was, with my next statement might be beneficial. I said with money you can buy a clock, <laughs> but you can't buy time. I'm going to say that one again. With money you can buy a clock, but you can't buy time. It's been from my personal experience that the concept and appreciation of time intensifies as I get wiser. <laughs> Notice I didn't say older. I, like my son, had the methodology that, quote, I will take care of it tomorrow. So we all know that tomorrow is not promised to anyone. I professed this in series seven of the process when I was very emphatic about what we are doing with our 86,400 seconds that we're so blessed to have each day. However, I reminded him letting experiences manifest in our life truly takes time and is part of the answer to the question of does money make me happier today than when I was younger or did I appreciate things when we were struggling to make ends meet. Hmm. I'll move to the first S. In the word lessons. So we covered the L. The E. I'm going to jump on that first S. Which I said was shape. It was um, important to remind him. Although I've subscribed to the premise of three things. Remember what we control. Thoughts, actions and visions. That should be practiced every day. That we also live in a humanistic world. The same world that tells us if we don't see it, it doesn't exist. 
Therefore, what we see and what we feel often shape many of the lessons we learn. (laughs) So we think. With that being the case, I reminded him of the times we watched football games on Sunday and talked about the lifestyles of the professional athlete, viewing their homes they reside in, their upbringing, and how many came from levels of poverty. I wanted to make sure that as I was beginning to answer his real question, that there was never the mention of the glorification of how money ruined their lives. And as I was reminding him of these conversations, I can hear him sighing in the background as if he wanted me to hurry up and just answer his questions. Still wanting to um, get my point across, I took it to the next level. I hit the FaceTime icon on the iPhone so I could see his reaction as I began to dig into him. As anticipated, he answered the visual phone call and began the phone conversation. And I couldn't wait for the look of what I was going to say next. And that was, with money, you can buy a bed, but you can't buy sleep. (laughs) With money, you can buy a bed. But you can't buy sleep. Funny thing, he looked like he hadn't slept in days. <laughs> I've been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. That's transactional mindset. It now became time for me to ask the questions. And I asked, quite frankly, when was the last time you had a good night's sleep? I know all too well the bouts of sleep deprivation that was induced by yours truly. With nobody to blame for it but the man in the mirror. It stemmed from the way I shaped what I felt was important in life, and that was not peace within. While I had uh, his attention, I decided to go to the next statement in my arsenal. And I said, with money, you can buy food, but you can't buy an appetite. Somebody needs to hear that again. With money, you can buy food, but you can't buy an appetite. One of the most powerful lessons that I speak on today is the one that refers to the measurements of the heart. Quickly, his mind was still fresh on remembering of us watching football many, many years ago. I turned the actions of the conversation to him playing Little League football. So I asked him, why did he think he had success even though he was smaller than 95% of the other players? With a very sarcastic look, he said, because I had the heart of a champion. Without a doubt, I replied, yes, that's true. But I had to throw in one more phrase to validate my point. So I asked, who can measure your heart? Nobody, he stated. It's within me. And I'm the only one who knows what's in my heart. Very good, I said. Therefore, who can really justify Does money make me happier today than when when I was younger? Or did I appreciate things when we were struggling to make ends meet? Who could? Nobody but me. And more importantly, does it really matter, son? How we, the individual, shape our views internally is all that will always matter. Then I asked, now, son, it's that time. What are you really Asking me. (laughs) I'm going to move to the the final S. The O. And the N. In lesson. 
and that series of narratives. I hope this is making sense to somebody today. There is something else I started earlier in this message. And that is, I said with money, you can buy a doctor, but not good health. Money, you can buy a doctor, but not good health. It was when I said that statement that I could sense the conversation was about just that. It was about health. As I kept pressing him, he finally opened up about his recent visit to the doctors, along with further testing that was pending. The series of narratives or choices that he made had led to liver concerns. In continuing our conversation, tears began to flow from both of us. Because for a parent, you never want to see your child hurt from lessons they had control over in the onset. But then, he said one more thing that, that cemented my impact as a father. He said, Dad, the one thing I'm proud of is no matter what your series of narratives were, you always made us feel safe. He went on to say that no matter the outcome of the future of future testing, happiness and peace, <laughs> you reminded me, is never about money. That's so true. So I wanted to kind of end with the last one that I talked to him about. And I said, with money, you can have insurance. But you cannot have safety. With money, you can have insurance. But you cannot have safety. Every scenario, good or not to our liking, has likely become a series of narratives in life. The lessons that we've learned in life seem to mean more to most individuals, the wiser, there it is again, not older, we get. Each day will not be perfect, but through the series of narratives we all must go through to adhere. It brings a reminder that the sun will rise again and always rises again. And what we see, no matter what we feel, no matter how it comes, it will be temporary because we are in control. Of the thoughts we think, the actions we take, and the visions we see. I want to close today with something else that should tie all the things that we talked about in lessons together today. Once upon a time, there was a businessman who was sitting on a beach in a small Italian village. As he sat, taking a brief break from the stress of his daily schedule, he saw a fisherman rowing a boat back into the harbor. In the boat were a few large fish. Impressed, the business, businessman asked the fisherman, how long does it take you to catch so many fish? To which he replied, oh, not so long. The businessman was confused. Why don't you fish for longer to catch even more? This is enough to feed my entire family and even offer some to my neighbors, the fisherman said. So, what do you do for the rest of the day? Inquired the businessman. The fisherman then replied, Well, I usually have caught fish by late morning, at which point I go home, kiss my wife, play with my kids. A good day. In the afternoon, I take a nap and read. In the evening, I will go to the village, have a drink with my friends, play guitars, sing, and dance into the night. Putting his entrepreneurial hat on, the businessman offered a suggestion. 
he said, I have a PhD in business. I can help you become more successful. From now on, you should spend longer days at the sea and catch as many fish as possible. When you've saved enough money, buy a bigger boat to catch even more fish. From there, you'll soon be able to buy more boats, set up your own company, build a production plant to can the fish and control distribution, and move to the city to control your other branches. To this, the fisherman asked, <laughs> and after that? The businessman laughed. After that, you'll be able to live like a king and take your company public, float your shares to be and be rich. <laughs> and after that, asked the fisherman once more. After that, you can retire, move into a house by the sea, wake up early in the morning to go fishing, then return home, play with your kids, kiss your wife, take a nap in the afternoon and join your friends in the village to drink, play guitar and dance into the night. <laughs> Puzzle. The fisherman replies, but isn't this what I'm doing now? <laughs> you know, I, I reminded him, my son, like the businessman realized that stress is often a choice. The choice that causes sleeplessness, health issues, second guessing your calling and more important, not embracing the lessons that life is trying to teach us. More importantly, expressing and, and reminding us of the things that money can't buy. See, there's joy and peace in simplicity. And I always talked about how life was designed to be so simplistic. We, as individuals, convoluted. So lesson, letting experiences shape our series of narratives makes each one of us authors of our own story. But do we put the pen down to enjoy life as it's truly intended to be? I will tell, you know, I always will tell it like this. The day that we make the choice to eradicate living transactional for living transformational is the day that we truly learn from our lesson. Let me again remind you of my global mission statement for this series, season eight. I hope you got it because I'm going to give it to you one more time. Although growing forward, can seem difficult at times. The lessons learned all point to removing a life lived transactional to a life of living transformational. I'm so happy to share that his further testing showed false positive results from the earlier testing. But the lesson he learned about his choices have remained consistent. Who is it that you need to share this message with or allow them to unload the lessons they are going through right now to make sense of what is going on in their life. It is very important that we don't judge them as they open up, as we all have been judged. And we're only one choice away from peace or turmoil. So as I confide in you, I want you to always remember what I say. Always tell them as you're building them back up. From that time when they open up to you. Remind them that your why is greater than your situation, which is part of your process. To my wife, Tasha, and my mom, I love each of you very, very much. And thank you so much for your support. To my mother-in-law, Sarah Wilson, rest in peace. To our children and our grandchildren, Poppy and Oma, I love you. And we will see you soon. <laughs> transactional to transformational. Chess versus checkers you know what they all require subtle shifts in the thoughts we think 
<laughs> the actions we take, and oh, those visions we see. I mentioned one way we harness the power of our lesson is to shift our thinking by asking yourself, what is more important, what you obtain during the process or who you become in the process? If you're still unsure on how to answer that question or where to begin, <laughs> I said it before, it's really simplistic. Because change begins and ends within. To ensure we all embark on actions that remain concurrent with legacy changing actions in 2023 and beyond. God bless you and I will speak with you soon.